All right, we are actually recording. So oh, we are. Yep. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Welcome. Um, we're here with Philip from Rodenbach Brewery. Um, really honoured. Uh, I think both of us have been fans of Rodenbach beers for a while. So to, to sit here with with one of the master brewers is that is that correct? Yeah, I'm one of the three master brewers. Yeah. yeah. So in Bel- in brewery Rodenbach we have three brewmasters. Uh, so I'm one of them. I'm responsible for the quality in the lab in the brewery. Uh, so yeah, I'm there from 2000, so already 15 years, so wow. it's going very fast. Yeah, It's incredible. Do you still enjoy drinking the beer? I still enjoy drinking the beer, yeah. <laughs> um, when you visit the Rodenbach Brewery, you get a love with it. It's strange. Yeah, so. Now, um, you've been in, in Australia for just on a week now. Uh, I think you had a bit, a bit of short notice to, to come out here. Uh, you didn't. I think two weeks before you were told you were you were coming out to Melbourne. Yeah. How have you found it? Uh, I was very. Hey, there were always kind people, so it was very uh, fine to go to the meetings. Uh, everybody was very interested. Um, they were very happy and and relaxed. So it was a very chilled atmosphere. Yeah. So it was very fun. Hmm, cool. Yeah. And you've been out um, to some bars and everything as well, trying some, some local beers? Um, I have tried some local beers also, yeah. So I have a little, lot of hoppy beers, yeah. uh, a lot of high alcoholic beers also. Um, so different kinds. Uh, not a lot of sour beers, so maybe that will be next year a little bit different. But uh, mm. that has to start here in Australia, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of good beers. Mm. What do you what do you normally like drinking outside of outside of your own beers? Uh, what sort of a beer style do you go for? Well, in, in Belgium, they, there uh, are a lot of beers. Uh, so we have, I think, 170 breweries with all kind of beers. Um, it depends on on which type of hour of, of which hour that you are going out. Yeah. Uh, just for going out, it's, I will try the Rodenbach beers for going out. And then you have also the high alcoholic beers to, to relax and sit down. Uh, sometimes a double. Uh, in winter time, you get get other beers. So yeah, you can enjoy a lot of beers in Belgium. So. Mm, mm. I, yeah, when I visited, I definitely enjoyed a lot of beers, and it seems to be quite different there, where the beers are um, you know not I guess to to any style. It's just kind of what what the brewer wants to make it. Yeah. Um, and is that kind of similar to what you guys do at Rodenbach? You just make what you like drinking? Yeah, yeah we always think about beer with food. Uh, so in Belgium, they will always drink beers with their food, also combining beers in the food. So um, there are a lot of beers, but not so expressive. So we are not using a lot of hops. Mm. We don't use uh, a lot of sourness. So it's always a little bit smooth going. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can choose a lot of beers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you've been at Rodenbach for 15 years, you don't seem like a very old. You don't seem old enough to have been doing that for 15 years. What did you do um, prior to moving to Rodenbach? Uh, involved with beer? Um, I, I did my studies. Uh, I did an essay in, in the Rodenbach Brewery. It was in 1998. Um, at that moment, there was no room of, of place for me. So I started in Brewery Riva, a brewery known for uh, top fermented beers like uh, Lucifer, Strava Hendrik, uh, but also the Liedmans Brewery. And after two years, I had a phone call from Rudy Hikire, the brewmaster in, in, in Rodenbach. And he asked me, would you come back to the Rodenbach Brewery? So and at that moment, I went to there and yeah, it go very fast. So new brew house building and so on. And uh, what... 
what kindled your love of beer? Were you always a beer drinker before you, you started there or? Before I started a brewery? Yeah, like sort of, uh, I guess, what, what made you want to be a brewer? I, I like food. Uh, first, when I was very young, I wanted to be a cock or chef cock. Yep. Um, but that was also a lot of work, uh, mostly in the weekends and everything. Um, and then I began my studies as industrial engineer. Um, and then we had to choose, uh, to choose, we could go to the, the milkery or the brewery. And uh, <laughs> it was very easy to choose. It's an easy yeah, choice, yeah, right? Easy choice, yeah. <laughs> so I went to the brewery and uh, that's a fantastic job to do. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah. Now, so was there any like home brewing that you did prior to your professional career or was it just one of no, those post-studies no. choices? Yes, just my study choices. We did, did like, we make brews also in the school. So yeah. We have in the schoolhouse, we have also a brew house where you, that we do experiments and something like that. But it's, no, I didn't have any experience uh, on age of 18, so it was my first reaction there. Hmm. Um, now, I'm assuming most of our listeners probably know Rodenbach beers, but uh, for some that might not, can you sort of sum up uh, what the beers, what the approaches that you guys take for the beer and and what what you want drinkers to, to get from the beers? Yeah. So, um, in Belgium you have two types of sour beers. You have a, a beer uh, of spontaneous fermentation, the Huse uh, beers, and then you have the beers of mixed fermentations. We, Rodenbach Breweries, are a brewery of mixed fermentation. That means that we have a very traditional brew house. We are making a very traditional brew. And then we add our mixed culture with a little, a little bit of lactic acid. And then we go to the wooden vessels with beer. So the most important difference between uh, the Huse breweries and, and our brewery is that we are mature our beer. Uh, we will go with beer on the wooden vessels and the Huse breweries will go with wort to the wooden vessels. So they have the fermentation there. We had it already first. We just aging the beer in the wooden vessels for two years. And you, uh, I, I saw in your CBIA presentation the number of uh, photos you guys have, like 294, or is that? Yeah. So we have 294 wooden vessels. Um, the, the biggest are uh, 65,000 liters beers, wow. and the smallest is uh, 12,000 liters beers. So we have a lot of wooden vessels, and that is because sour beers you have to blend. Um, so making sour beers is just blending, and for blending you have a lot of wooden vessels, and you have also a lot of time. Uh, so that's yeah, just time and blending. Is there a difference between the, the smaller ones and the larger ones that you notice in terms of uh, the wood contacting the, the alcohol? Or, um, yeah. Uh, so in the big ones, uh, the vessel for 65,000 liter, uh, the maturation will go, so the aging of the beer will go much slower. So there we have to keep the beer for three, four years. And the small ones, 12,000 to 18,000 liters, is uh, about two years is everything okay so yeah, there is a difference because you have more uh, uh, less of oxygen uh, cancel the volume in the big ones how do you uh, learn the art of blending your beers together do you have is there something just passed on from the master brewers to the younger brewers because it seems to be a key skill. Yeah, we have. I first I learned it from Rudy and the other brewers, uh, Kun van Nieuwenborg also. Um, and then you have also in the in the lab you have a, a GC, Hasselbloematograaf, we call it, and that is the same that we are doing with the nose. So we are uh, 
um, giving uh, certain digits to certain compounds in the beer. Um, and you can learn the compounds, you can learn to taste it, and you can compare them. So you can optimize your degustation profile. So, uh, so you learn about time. And, uh, Rodenbach has a, a kind of a unique place in the beer world as well. It, it, it's such a famous sort of icon of, of beer, and um, it seems like sort of now, you know, places like Australia and, and America are getting more interested in, in Belgian beers. Yeah. So that, that has to be good for, for business for you guys, right? Yeah, we are glad that uh, Australian people like more and more sour beers. Um, we need also the volume because we had a hard time also before. Yep. Um, making sour beers is not... It, it's common news, but people are changing to hoppy beers in the future, yes. So it's for us necessary that we also export our beers because also the, the volume in Belgium is dropping down uh, and we need beer to keep the wooden vessels alive. So we need to produce beer also to keep the vessel alive. So do you mean the, the, the volume of Rodenbach beers is dropping in Belgium? Or, uh, or sour beers in general? Uh, it was, uh, all uh, the volume of beer in Belgium is all, uh, is, uh, in the average is dropping. Um, we see now the last years that also the sour beers is moving a little bit up. I think it's because that is also a movement that you can see in the USA. So there is mm -hmm. also a movement to more sour beers. And it's something that goes through. So it's coming to here, to Australia. It always uh, it is also a little bit uh, in, in Belgium already, so it begins to start. So I think it's, it's something that's growing, uh, but people have to learn it to drink it, and they can see that they can combine it with food very well. Have they identified uh, the reasons that the volume is dropping in Belgium? Um, the overall vol volume of beer uh, that is dropping in Belgium is just by law. Uh, people drink less because drinking and driving is not allowed. Uh, sure. They are very strict in, 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 in the law. Um, so people drink different than, than, than the early years. Uh, I think that the people in the 1980s drank a lot more than, than now. But they are drinking now smarter and, and, and yeah, uh, enjoy more, I think. Hmm. Um, you mentioned uh, sort of you really like beer and food and, and the combination of the two. Uh, and we, we spoke a little bit off mic about your Caracter de Rouge. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that beer? Yeah. So Caracter de Rouge is a, a, a beer that we, has, that we have produced with uh, Vicky Hunes. Vicky Hunes is a, a master chef, I think uh, two masters, uh, Michelin stars in Belgium. Mm. So he's a famous chef cook there. And there's a beer that we have developed with the sommeliers of them. So they've, um, uh, we have discussed which beer that we would prefer, what we make. And it was a Caracter Rouge. It's a beer of a vintage. So we take a vintage from the wooden vessels. And there we are putting uh, the cranberries, the raspberries and the cherries in it. And at that time, you have a second fermentation for six months. We call it the maceration of the beer with the fruit. And at that moment, the Caracter Rouge was born. Uh, so it is very fruity with a crispy taste, sour beer. Yeah. Hmm. What sort of food um, was it ideally paired or conceived to be paired with? Yeah, um, it's a beer that, that you can use um, at the beginning of a meal, but also at the end of the meal. Uh, it's very well with, with chocolate, 
So the chocolate and the sweet tastes, um, you can uh, rinse it down with, with the sourness of the cherries. Um, it's like uh, that you're using a chili, uh, uh, a fruity cocktail and, 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 and a uh, ice cream or something like okay. that. So it's very fruity. You cannot also uh, combine it with a, a mint leaf. Uh, it's very easy drinking. Yeah. Like a, a mint? Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not a combination I would have thought of, but yeah. that sounds yeah. like it would be. But now that I do think about it, it's a very versatile beer for food as a, t- as a table sort of beer. Yeah. So that yeah. does make a lot of sense. Yeah. I think one of, the, one of the best meals I had when I was in Belgium was the uh, uh, beef stew cooked with Rodenbach uh, Grand Cru, and it was just amazing. And I had the beer side by side with it, and it was just. Um, I, I think beer and food in, in Belgium. Yeah, it, it, get take, it gets taken a lot more seriously, and I guess it's part of your culture more so than it is here. And um, so it's great to see, you know, things are coming coming along here as well. Um, are, are you um, are you sort of enjoying being out of the brewery and you know in, in Australia talking to people, or you, would you rather be in the brewery? That's a difficult question. <laughs> um, at first time, I think. Um, I prefer to be at, at the brewery um, because that's my habitat also. Um, but I must say I have a very good time here. Mm. So it was an, enjoyable. Um, and I must say I will miss it a little bit. I will miss the, the Australian people. Um, I will miss also the, the atmosphere here. Mm. Um, so it will be always be remembered. So I will be glad to be at home also with the children mm. um, and at the brewery also. But I will miss Australia, I think, yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> we always like when people have a good time here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it was a very good time. Very, um, very busy, but very good time. I've got another uh, technical question. Uh, so you pasteurize uh, all of your beer? or So including the Character de Rouge and the vintages? Are they, yep, cool. So we um, have made the choice to pasteurize our beers um, because we have a lot of lactobacteria also. We have a lot of... Uh, uh, bread is also in the wooden vessels um, and you cannot make that the people get bad beer so um, therefore we have obtained to pasteurize our beer um, I think it's nothing wrong with pasteurizi- uh, pasteurization um, the only thing is in production you have to keep the, uh, the oxygen under control yep. and then once you have the oxygen under control you can pasteurize very smoothly yep. the beer uh, just enough to make sure that nev- uh, nothing happens with the beer. That's mm. the most important thing, I think. So, do the beers, uh, like the vintage beers, do they still develop in the bottle? Uh, you know, say, the 2009 vintage, is that, is that changing still in the bottle? Um, yeah, so, so once a beer is bottled, uh, every beer will change. Yep. And the only thing is, uh, with vintage, you have a brown beer, and each brown beer will develop better than a blonde beer. So mm. it's much better to keep a, blo- a door beer at, in the cave for, for a while. Mm. Uh, so definitely, the, when it's bottled, the vintage will develop. Uh, but even in Belgium, I think there are a lot of people that buy Crown Cru or another beer from us and put it in a cave. Mm. They will wait for a, for a year and then they will taste it. So sometimes people like more the, the matterization of the beer. Uh, and some people like more the, ref- the freshness of the beer, so people has, uh, can make a choice of it. With what something like Grand Cru, what would you do with your beer? Would you keep them or try and drink them as they uh, are fresh? I prefer the fresh beers. Okay. So, um, I like to drink them fresh 
Um, I like the sourness, the sweet, uh, the, the, the freshness of the beer. So I always drink my, my Grand Cru as quick as possible. Uh, but there are people that, that leave it in case yeah, that's possible. I tried one from, uh, I think you tried it as well, the 1984. Uh, um, we managed to get one, I think a couple of years ago. And it was interesting. It was still a distinctly a Rodenbach beer. It, it obviously it oxidized a bit and I don't yeah. think it had been stored well. Um, the cap was pretty rusty and yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, it, if you were to open it up and tell me what it, and didn't tell me what it was, I'd, I'd straight away say it was a Rodenbach or, or close to that at least, um, which is really interesting. And I guess it, it shows how, how, how much longevity is in those beers. Yeah. So it will keep his specialty, his special aroma. The only thing is that the sourness will, will uh, go away a little bit. So yeah. it is less sour. It has more Madeira. Porto taste, uh, but yeah, it's, hmm. it's still good. Hmm. Um, I don't know if I have any more questions, Dave. Are you? Did you have anything you wanted to add about beer or or your time here or anything? Uh, yeah, I, at first I had a very good time here, um, and I think that people will learn here also in Australia to, to combine beer with food. Um, that's the, they love life here, so that's the first. But the second thing that you can do is, is enjoy food with beer. You can enjoy it with wine, but more especially also with beer. So great. That's something we love as well. I absolutely beer and agree food. with you. Uh, and I think I speak on behalf of a lot of people in thanking you for joining us um, because in Australia. Uh, the beer enthusiasts, especially, have enjoyed the Rodenbuck beers for a very long time, and uh, it's, it's definitely we're very thankful to speak with you. Yeah, it's definitely one that um, I think early on in, in our beer, you know, discovery, uh, Rodenbuck's definitely one that w- everyone sort of finds and goes, "Wow, this is so different." But and, it's, um, a lot of people will find a lot of beers in their journey, and they may find it, enjoy it, and move on. But I think everybody loves a Rodenbach beer from when they find it and forever yeah uh, one of the things I I most liked about Belgium was um, no matter what place you go into you know a cafe or whatever most of them had a Rodenbach original or Grand Cru and it's um, yeah it's great because you know you're going to get a good beer um, everywhere you go (laughs) Uh, I've heard a discussion topic as well about the fact that uh, a lot of people in the world consider some of the Rodenbach beers to be at the top echelon uh, of the quality of beers worldwide, whereas it also remains to be one of the more affordable beers as well. Mm. And that's a little bit of a, uh, it's, it's an unlikely scenario. Normally things at the very top end will have a very top end sort of price, yeah. but the Rodenbach beers remain very accessible to a lot of people, mm. but still at the utmost quality. So. Um, it's an isn't, unusual, it's an unusual it, thing. Isn't that the great thing about beer versus wine? Is you know the world's best beer is very cheap compared to some of the world's best wines. Absolutely, which, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and even on the the secondary market of, of beer, you know, people reselling vintage beers, they're still pretty cheap compared to, to wine. Relatively, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. maybe it, uh, for Rodenbach it was also in, in Belgium. Um, Rodenbach was was sold as as. Uh, uh, with the marketing also with Rodenbach is like wine. So wine was in, in the early years in Belgium very expensive. Um, and we produced a beer that was acceptable for, the, for, for everybody. 
so they can combine it like wine with their food because everybody wants wine but they couldn't afford it. Mm. So therefore it's, it's good uh, reason to go to beer. Mm. Great. Well, I think that's a good note to finish up on. So um, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. No, um, and I hope, I hope you enjoy the rest of your time in Melbourne and maybe we'll see you back next year. Hope so. Uh, great. Thank you so much. See ya. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>